0: We're going to look at Revelation 12. And I put an outline up here because I think it'll help us to understand it. Because I was listening to a little bit of my study from two Wednesdays ago or three Wednesdays ago, and it was painful to listen to. (laughs) And I kind of thought I muddied up the waters a little bit. So I have this outline tonight that I think will help us. And so what I have here is if you want to look at your chapter, I'll, I'll say this at the same time. You can kind of scan the verses. But Revelation 12, the woman in verses 1 and 2 is Israel. There appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, the moon, and uh, the stars. Then the red dragon is Satan, verses 3 and 4. There appeared another wonder in heaven, a great red dragon. And now the, the dragon is clearly defined in the chapter in verse 9. It's that old serpent called the devil and Satan. The woman is not as clearly defined, but it is if you know your Bible. But still, the, uh, the woman is a, a great study, someone said, in private interpretation uh, in the Bible. Uh, then number three, the man-child is Christ, verse 5. So the woman is Israel that brought forth the man-child, Christ, to rule all nations. So it talks about his birth. And then it talks about his ascension. It doesn't talk about his death for our sins, his burial, or resurrection. Just the birth and the ascension, and then the prophecy that that uh, Christ will rule all nations. So that's a man-child, Christ, verse five. And then Israel in the great tribulation, verses five and six. She brought forth a man-child, or excuse me, verse six. The woman fled into the wilderness. The woman fled into the wilderness. So she's going into the wilderness. That's Israel in the Great Tribulation. Then the war in heaven, verses 7 through 9. There was war in heaven, and that is when Satan's domain is restricted, which is the next heading for verses 10 through 12. Satan's domain is restricted to the earth from then on out. That's the last time he's allowed into heaven. So that war, I believe. Uh, and, and I trust that that war in heaven occurs at the midway point or sometime during the first half of the tribulation period, that war. And so Satan's dominion is restricted. And then finally, don't you like this nice seven-point outline, which goes nicely with the the seven heads of the dragon in the chapter? <laughs> but uh, And it's God's perfect number or magic number, yeah. Uh, the source of anti-Semitism or anti-Jewish hatred, verses thirteen through seventeen. And if you notice what the source is, verse thirteen is the dragon. It's the dragon. He saw. He was cast to the earth, and he persecuted the woman, which brought forth the man child. That dragon's persecuting the woman. So that is the source. Why is there so much hatred in the United States for? Jews, and why is there so much hatred in the Middle East with the Hamas? You know, we're we're learning about the Hamas today, and it, isn't it interesting how many things we know about in the world? Where when my dad was a child, he didn't know about these many things, but we were starting to learn about the world because of World War II, right? Learned about a lot of different things, but then you go all the way back to maybe uh, the World War One or you know the Civil War. We we didn't know half of what's going on in the world. Uh, but now we are, we're, we're right up to the minute. I mean, we hear about news almost instantaneously through Twitter and Facebook and some of these social media outlets. So uh, let's begin now. Well, what I was saying about the Hamas is that they are a religious group that uh, they hate Israel. They want to destroy all of the Jewish people and clean them out of that land and they want to defile them. That's why they're doing the horrible things that they're doing to their women, their, their grandmothers, the children. It's because they want to defile them. Uh, and they, they, they just, I mean, they hate them with a deep-seated satanic hatred. And they don't like the, the Palestinians because the Palestinians are secular. They're non-religious. The, the Hamas people, they're Islamic. They're very religious. And they've been called by our country now uh, a, a terrorist organization. Um, And they don't like the UN. The Hamas doesn't want anything to do with the UN's uh, policies on trying to bring peace there or the Palestinians. What they want is the Hamas wants to take over that land entirely and get rid of the Jews. And how many of you know that's not going to happen? The Bible says it's not going to happen. You can no longer, you can no more get rid of the Jew than you can put out the sun, the moon and the stars, right? Yeah. Oh. Isaiah 41. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Let's let's read it now. Yeah, Isaiah 41. Chapter 41 verse 10. Yeah, Isaiah 41, verse 10 tells you how God feels about this. Okay. Okay, Isaiah 41, and then I'll read, uh, well, unless you'd like to read it, you're, you're welcome, welcome to if you want to. They can hear me better, that's true. For thou, or fear, fear thou not, for I am with thee, be not dismayed, for I am thy God, I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with my right hand of my righteousness. I think there goes my thing, probably my battery died. Yeah, yeah. if you want to. With the right hand of my righteousness, behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. Yeah, that's right. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them, and shalt not find them, even them that contend with thee, they that war against thee shall be as nothing, and as a thing of naught. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's pretty good, and that's what's happened. In the history of Israel, ever since God brought them back into the land, he's been fighting and protecting them, I believe, providentially. Not because, not because they're saved, but because he's got a plan for them. And they have to be in the land to fulfill prophecy. They have to be there. And there will be a remnant of Jews saved out of the tribulation. <laughs> In order to bring in the kingdom and start with that Jewish remnant. So the prophecy must be fulfilled. God is going to make sure that it is. And this little problem with the Hamas in the Middle East is nothing for God. He's just going to sweep them out of the way. Okay, so verses 1 and 2. Let's look at a study of this so I can get my, my subject which is dealing with this hatred. This satanic hatred for the for the Jews. Let's... Pick up one and two, and it says here: "There's a great woman in heaven, a w- a woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. She being with child, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered." This woman cannot be Mary, uh, because Mary never went through what's described in verses six through seventeen. In verse six, you see the woman fled into the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of God, and there. The Lord's going to feed her for a thousand two hundred and three score days. That never happened to Mary. And verse thirteen, when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth a man child. Mary was never persecuted for bringing forth Jesus. Those things didn't happen. The description doesn't match Mary. You know, the the sun is is uh, is Isaac or is Jacob. The moon is. Anybody know? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Who's Jacob's wife? Jacob and Rebekah, yep. And then the 12 stars, the crown of 12 stars. Who are the 12 stars? You don't have to name all of them. The, the 12 tribes. The 12 sons which would become the 12 tribes. So that's clear from Genesis, right? Uh, so the description matches Israel. Now, verses 1 and 2 cannot be the church. That's what the Protestants have said. That's just silly. Uh, It's ridiculous, really. The church will not be there during the tribulation. So, from our perspective, with the way that we study the Bible dispensationally, we are uh, futurists when it comes to Revelation. We believe these things are prophecies to be fulfilled in the future. And uh, it cannot be the church because we're not there. Yep. It's not, it's not even mentioned to the end of the thing. Yeah. So, um, which is kind of kind of a, you know interesting, isn't it? Church not mentioned at all. Um, so, now the description in verse one clearly uh, corresponds to Israel. What I'd like to do now is I'd like to look at several verses in the Bible to compare scripture with scripture, so that you can see that this is Israel and let the bible interpret itself rather than the private interpretation of the Roman Catholic Church or the private interpretation of the Protestant Church let's see what the bible says about itself so can i have 4 volunteers to just read one verse aloud the first one is isaiah 9:6 who will read isaiah 9:6 will someone volunteer for isaiah 9:6 okay i see that volunteer back there Caleb okay And then I need a second volunteer, Hebrews 7.14. Would you get Hebrews 7.14, brother? Okay. And a third volunteer, Romans 9.5. Who will do Romans? Okay, I have Randy back here. And Romans 1.3. Who will get that? Romans 1.3. Okay, I saw a volunteer there with Pam. I saw that hand. I saw that hand. Romans 1.3. Okay. Start us off with Isaiah... 9 6, please. For unto is a child okay, stop there for a minute. Unto us. We have to identify who us is. Okay, go ahead. The God, the father, the okay, we read that at Christmas time, and we think unto us refers to the whole world. Unto us a son is born. No, the Son was born unto Israel. In the context of the chapter, us is Israel. Okay, the Son is born unto Israel. Now, someone read Hebrews 7.14. Is that you, brother? Yes, sir. Okay, unto us the Son is born, which is Israel, and that... He sprang out of Judah, Hebrews 7.14 says, speaking of the birth. Sprang out of Judah. All right, someone read Romans 9.5. Okay. Uh, it says, Whose are the fathers, and of whom, as concerning the flesh Christ came, who is over all, God blessed forever? Yes. So, as concerning the flesh, Christ came. Christ came through Israel, Paul has been explaining in the book of Romans. How is, how is Israel superior to the rest of the world? Well, for one thing, concerning the flesh, Christ came. In other words, He got His humanity from Israel. He came from the tribe of Judah. He came from Israel, and that's where He got His His human nature. He was 100% human, 100% flesh. And then one more, chapter 1, verse 3. Concerning concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of of the seed of David, according to the flesh. Okay, he was made of the seed of David. He came from that family line. Everybody here understands what the word seed means, right? I don't have to go into detail there. He was of the seed of of David, just referring that he came from that lineage. Of course, he was miraculously conceived by the Holy Spirit, but he had uh, Mary carrying him as the the Virgin Mary. So, the Bible is clear, Jesus came from, he sprang out of Judah. Okay, So, Israel brought forth the Son, which is what I'm trying to say. It's not a private interpretation, it's a biblical interpretation. No woman would be able to fulfill those things that we just explained. Now, having identified the woman biblically and correctly, what can we learn about the events that surround the Jewish nation during the tribulation? Because everything in chapter 12 is talking about what's going to happen to the woman. So what can we learn about this? Well, let's look back at verse 6. The woman fled into the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of God. We're not going to get there tonight, but next time we will get to the place. We're going to talk about that, okay? And I don't want to give you the spoiler right now, but some of you know what I'm talking about. How is God going to protect Israel during the tribulation period? But she hath a place prepared of God that they should feed her. A thousand two hundred and three score days. Now, that time period, one thousand two hundred and sixty days equals three and a half years on a lunar calendar. Okay, that's half of the seven year tribulation period. So let's look at this one more time. We'll add some new details to it. You have a seven year tribulation period. And let's go like that. And then halfway through this tribulation period, you have the abomination of desolation described by Jesus. But the first half is three and a half years on a lunar calendar. second half is three and a half years. Lunar calendar, that means each month has 30 days, precisely. Um, so, in this second half, the Bible says that Israel will be, will be uh, fed of the Lord and will be protected during that second half. Okay? So, during the first half the world is going to see and hear the ministry of two Jewish witnesses. To see that, look at chapter 11, verse 3. Chapter 11, verse 3. Notice there in the third verse of Revelation, chapter 11, it says, And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy how long? Yeah, 1,260. So we have... Two witnesses here, and they are preaching the Torah, and they are interesting characters. And there's all kind of speculation and debate about who these two men might be, but here are these two witnesses, and they're, they're preaching. Now, I think it has to be the first half of the tribulation period that they're doing this, because what does the Bible say about them? It says that they... Uh, will be, uh, well, let's read verse 5. If any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth, devoureth their enemies. If any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. They have power to shut up heaven, that it rain not. They have power over the waters to turn them to blood, smite the earth with plagues, and so on. What's going to end up happening in verse 7? When they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them, and shall overcome them, and kill them, and their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city. So we have the ascent, or the rise, of the Antichrist. And what I, what I believe, and what I think it must be, is that the Antichrist makes his, his appearance, and he kind of shows everybody his true colors, who he really is, halfway through the tribulation period. Because the first half is all peace. And he's going to let that go on. But then, halfway through, he's going to desecrate the temple altar. He's going to stand in the holy place, and he's going to declare that he himself is God. And when that happens, that's when the bloodletting starts in the tribulation period. So I think it's right around that period of time, right there, that he kills those two witnesses, and then he goes to the holy place to desecrate that. Now, I can't say that for absolute certainty, you know. For sure, I can't say that for sure, but I'm saying it looks like that must be the case. So when I'm teaching something and I and I cannot say it like dogmatically that this is doctrinally sure, I'll let you know. So that's one of those cases where you know we're kind of filling in the blanks there. Now uh, you have during the first half these two witnesses preaching, and you know what's going to happen as they're preaching. There's going to be people who believe. So you're going to have apostate Israel, which is like uh, in the tribulation. The Israel today is apostate. In other words, uh, most of them are atheists. They don't believe the Bible and they reject their Messiah. So let's say that this is all Israel right now. That's Israel. Um, within Israel, you will have a group that believes. And that, that's the remnant. This group right here is the remnant. Meaning a small group within apostate Israel that believes and is not apostate. They, they embrace the truth. They will believe as a result of these two witnesses. And then once these two witnesses are killed, there is a group of 144,000 Jews, male Jewish virgins that are sealed in their foreheads and cannot be harmed during this time. Now, they may be living during this time. They may come to believe because of the ministry of these two witnesses. And these two witnesses will be seen all over the world. Do you know how they will be seen? Yeah, AI, YouTube, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Don't you find it interesting that you are able to watch live, like up to the, you know, real time. You're able to watch in real time Hamas people take hostages, both Jewish and American, and watch what they're doing. Some of those Hamas people were broadcasting that live stream on Facebook and Twitter. And whoever was able to watch it and knew it was happening could see it all around the world. Instantaneously. Isn't that incredible? That's what's going to happen with these men. When they're killed, everybody's going to see it around the world through the technology that we have. And AI is definitely playing a part in that. So you have them preaching, you have people starting to wake up, and I wonder if it's not some of those 144,000. And when this happens, I think those 144,000 are called and they're sealed and cannot be harmed for the last three and a half years of the tribulation period. And they go around the whole world preaching the gospel. And they're going to get the job done that the church did not get done. They're going to go around the world. They're going to preach. And all of Israel that will be saved, the remnant, they will believe as a result of this. And during this time, God is going to feed Israel. And God is going to to help them and do some other things that we're going to see here in just a minute. But look back again at verse 6 again. Notice it says here. The woman fled into the wilderness, and notice that it says, And they should feed her. So, they are fleeing, Israel flees, and God feeds during the tribulation period in the last half. Now, think about it this way. The Bible teaches, much of what it teaches... About prophecy. It does it in types. Or let me say it this way. Here's maybe a more accurate way to say it. Everything that will, that will occur. That's predicted to occur. Can be seen in types. You can see the entire Bible. In just the book of Genesis. In types. So Joseph is a type of Christ. For example. He's one of the greatest types of Christ. David is a great type of Christ. But typology. will we'll teach about the whole the whole Bible. Now, uh, here's some typology, not from Genesis, but from the rest of the Bible. The feeding of the 5,000. Jesus feeds 5,000 people with, with how much food did they start with? Do you remember how much food they started with, Lillian? Five loaves and two, two fishes, right? And he fed 5,000 people. Where would that food come from? He just miraculously created it, instantaneously on the spot. If you believe your Bible, well, He's going to have a remnant of Jews fleeing in Israel. And I don't know the number, but it's going to be a large number. They're going to be fleeing, and God is going to feed them in the wilderness. Remember Israel wandering around in the wilderness, the book of Exodus, and Numbers? And God feeds them with what? Manna. Yeah, there are some, and I'm of that number, I believe that God's going to feed Israel with manna again in the tribulation period. You say, that's out there. Don't you believe your Bible? God did it one time, He's going to do it again. Uh, but the types are, are there. They're, just, they're all through the Bible. Um, so they will flee. God will feed them. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. They're not going to lack anything. The Lord's prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Those that believe are going to be praying, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And he's going to do it every day. He's going to give them their food. Now, uh, Israel will be fleeing from satanic persecution in verse 17. That's the source. The dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. So the dragon, Satan, is wroth, so he uses his his own self incarnate, which is the Antichrist. He uses his Antichrist to flee after the woman and to make war with the remnant, those who actually believe. And when that happens, the Lord is going to protect them in the wilderness. And they are those who keep the commandments of God. So... They believe Moses and they follow Moses and they have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, this is a, is a group that is entirely different from the church. This is not the church. Um, let, me, let, me, let me just show you. We'll, we'll wrap this up because I think it's kind of getting tedious. But look at First Corinthians, or Acts 15. We do not keep the commandments of Moses... And have the testimony of Jesus Christ. We are different. So Acts 15. Yes, we fulfill the righteousness of the law, Paul said. But we don't keep the commandments of the law, such as the Sabbath. They will keep the Sabbath. We are never commanded to keep the Sabbath. Did you know that? Paul mentions nine of the ten commandments in his writings. And he never mentions the Sabbath. Because we're not commanded to keep it. If we were, we would be meeting meeting for church... On either Friday night at 6 p.m. or Saturday morning, sometime before 6 p.m. on Saturday, that's the Sabbath. We're not commanded to keep it. They will be. They'll be keeping the law of God and they will have the faith, the testimony of Jesus Christ. So notice in Acts chapter 15, the original church was trying to put everybody under the law, and we're not under the law. We're under grace. And Paul straightened that out in the Jewish council, or the council at Jerusalem. Verse 1, and certain men, made, uh, certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, except ye be circumcised, that's the law, after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. And so they said, you got to get circumcised, that's how you get into that covenant, and that's how you become a Jewish convert or proselyte, that's what you got to do. And then they said, if you don't do that, you cannot be saved. They were trying to make it a faith plus works salvation, a law plus grace salvation. And Paul said, nope, that's not the way that it works. And so when that happened, they uh, look in verse 5 there. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed. So they were Pharisees, which were believers in Christ. But they were saying that it's needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep The law of Moses. And Paul and Barnabas said, no, it is not. It is not needful. They're talking about it's needful in order to get saved and go to heaven. That's what they're saying. If they don't do this, they will not go to heaven. That's what the Pharisees were saying. Paul said, no, you don't understand. Paul had a revelation that they did not have. That came directly from Jesus Christ. And so at the end of this whole thing, what ended up happening is they sent him with a letter. And they said, you go out and... And they had it settled. They said, you go out and you give this letter to all the churches and tell them what we decided here at this council. And then the decision is in verse 28. Here it is. Now, they're going to tell the churches what you have to do. And they're not going to say that you have to keep the law and the faith or testimony of Jesus. They're not going to say that. Verse 28, for it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. That you abstain from meats offered to idols. That would not be good. Not a good testimony in a land where people worshiped idols and sacrificed things to them and then ate those sacrifices with the blood. They didn't cook them, they drank blood. That thing's going on today, too. And from things strangled. That's not good. It's not healthy for you. And from fornication. That's the only thing that the Jewish law could teach the Gentile. Those things were good for him to do and to be a good witness of Jesus. From which if you keep yourselves, you shall do well. Not you'll go to heaven and be saved. They, they, they settled that. This has nothing to do with salvation. If you do that, you'll do well. You'll be a good witness. The church will be a good witness. And then he says, fare you well. So, all they have to do is believe on Jesus Christ, and there are these certain things that you should not do because they're either going to make you a bad witness to the Jews or else they're just going to, it's going to, you need to separate from that old idolatry and that old way of being so you can be a good witness, you see. So, we're not under the law. Paul just flat says, we're not under the law, but under grace. But back in Revelation, these people, they keep the commandments of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. You say, why? Because they're Jewish converts. They're tribulation saints. And they are different than us. They're different than us. Um, Alright, so let's kind of wrap this up. When, When this happens... When this happens... The Antichrist desecrates the temple. Jesus had prophesied that they should flee. Now, we'll get into that next Wednesday night. So we don't have to do that now. Jesus said, when that happens flee, run for the hills. If you're up on your rooftop, which people are still up on their rooftops in Israel today, he said, don't come down into your house and try to get your stuff. Just run for the hills. Get out of town. And they're going to make their flight. And then that's when God is going to lead them into the wilderness to to protect them. That's going to happen. That's prophesied. Um, But what we're seeing today, if you want to know what it's going to look like, during that time in the tribulation period, aside from the supernatural phenomena that's going to happen, I think you can just turn on the television and look and see what's happening. Because it's going to be as devastating. or It will be more devastating. But what you have going on in Israel today, and I'm not going to get graphic because we have a mixed crowd here tonight. But you have people going from house to house and destroying families. They, they've been described as being barbarous. It is murder. What the Hamas did is murder. They are war crimes. It's a massacre. That thing is going to happen when he sits down there in the Holy of Holies, declaring that he himself is God. When that happens, there is going to be an uh, outpouring of, of anti-Semitic hatred and violence during that time like they've never known. There will be so much killing during this time that the Lord said that if he did not shorten those days that no flesh would survive the thing. And so what we've seen in Israel recently, starting on Saturday, October the 7th, 2023, is the ruling Hamas militant group in Gaza Strip. Uh, They launched an attack against Israel at the end of one of those major holidays. We talked about Feast of Tabernacles. And, and all of those things that we've seen on the news that I'm not going to detail right now. But they're saying now that it's over 1,000 killed in three days. And there are over 100 or more uh, civilians that have been uh, taken captive and being held hostage for ransom or for trading of, of uh, prisoners. Then you have the Minister of the Strategic Affairs, Ron uh, Dermer, who's saying Iran is pulling the strings. Just flat out said it. And then, later on, you had the Hamas admitting that they do have support from Iran. You had our country giving large sums of money just before this whole thing happened. And then at the beginning of, yes, $6 billion, billion, billion dollars to fund what they're doing right now. That's where they got a lot of that money. Uh, And that happened at the beginning of our president's uh, term. And what you have is you have double speak. You have a split tongue, which is, that's politics for you. Come out, say one thing and do another, saying we're, we're entirely supportive of Israel when he's not. But thank God there is, you know, we have the U.S. Uh, ship carriers or uh, ships uh, that are drawing closer to the shores there in Israel and airplane carriers drawing closer to defend them. And, and I think our country will defend them, but will they grow tired of them if this drags on? And I know this, the U.N. will turn against them. Do you know that's going to happen? The U.N. will turn against them. And if not now, it will happen. But, yep, yep. So right now, they're kind of supportive. But the U.N. is, is condemning the violence. <laughs> yeah. they, they're not saying who they condemn. But they're condemning the violence. And what could happen is Israel could actually take the Gaza Strip. They're, they're probably going to go in there... Uh, with tactical teams and go door-to-door and probably take that, and uh, I hope that they do. Um, And then, what would happen if Israel decided that this is the time to take the Temple Mount? Uh, If there was a time to do it, I suppose now would be the time. Because they're... Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't. They, They just keep wanting more. And as I said, the the Hamas is an Islamic group, and they hate the Jews. Now, where does this hatred come from? They're saying this is the worst bloodshed since the Holocaust. And we have one of our senators, uh, Ted Cruz, he called it Nazi tactics in pursuit of Nazi ends. The worst attack in over 50 years. And he he said our government has been funding Iran, and that their proxy is Hamas. He's saying that. And now what, what would happen if Israel took the Temple Mount? Do you realize how close we are to the end? If Israel does take the Temple Mount, you better get ready for the Lord to come back. Amen. Uh, I'm telling you, I, this, this is just an indication that we're getting closer and closer and closer. Uh, everything's moving into place. America has to turn against Israel eventually. And... Um, the UN will. And so, these things are, are lining up with the Bible. But such hatred, where does it come from? It's not just religion, guys. You know, you, you might go to college and, co- and your college professor is going to tell you it's religion. That's why we have all the wars in America. Anybody with a Bible knows from reading Revelation chapter 12, it's satanic. That's what they won't tell you on the news. That's what they won't tell you. has nothing to do with their history and all that. Or opposing ideals and philosophies. Go What are you going to do go back to Genesis? The land does not belong to Yeah. That does not belong to them. Right. The so God gave us to the Jews. they good, sir. If you don't read your Bible, they don't read it, they don't care. Yeah. That's Yeah. And you want to look at their book, the try to compare the the Quran with the Bible. There is no comparison. Yeah. You are, but you're illegitimate. Yeah. You have no inheritance. Right. The Bible tells you that. Yeah. Cast out, the Cast out the bondwoman and her seed. So in the Bible, you have fulfilled prophecy. Two thirds of them are yet to be fulfilled. The first third was fulfilled to the letter, to the detail, perfectly. It's the only book in the world that can do that. You say, can the Quran do it? The Quran doesn't have it. The Quran is, is a forgery and it's a book of hate. It's a book of lies. But to have a religion, you have to have a religious book. And so. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. take out while you going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu is talking about. He's, gonna, he's, gonna do, he's going to retaliate in such a way that they'll never forget it. And every time, now I haven't been around that long, but every time that the Jews start to talk like that, the world will put up with it for a little while. And then they'll turn on them. And what they're going to do is I think they're going to push it so far that the UN is going to grow weary with them. And uh, in our country, I think our country is going to support them all the way till the Lord takes us home. Myself. Yeah. Israel. Yeah. So we're we're getting close. CNN, is with the yeah. Yeah. They asked for it, and uh, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Which we don't want anybody to die on either side. We want them all to be saved and so on, but. Yes, that's what will happen. All right. Well, Lord, we we thank you for this time together uh, for a good discussion. Father, we have the truth in your book. You've given it to us. We know that back of all of this hatred is Satan. And Lord, I know that uh, all of this is under your control and that Satan is on a leash. He can't go any farther than you let him go. And all of this is going to fulfill your plan and your purpose. I thank you that we're in on it and that Lord, we're on the right side. It's not because we're any better because we were born in America. But it's because we have the truth and you gave it to us. We thank you for that calling, Lord, that we had in Christ before the world was ever formed. You had this plan for us. And so, Lord, we pray now for the peace of Jerusalem like you tell us to do.